the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. And hello America, welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program, hope you're doing well today. So, um... We are on the verge of some very good news, and and I say that with a, well, with a moment's hesitation, to be honest with you, uh, but we're, I, I am somewhat hopeful uh, that today we are going to get our Speaker of the House, and the good news here, ladies and gentlemen, I, through God's grace, uh, is the only way I can say this, um, we, we're actually getting a good guy. So the uh, House voting uh, in just a matter of moments, and uh, we are monitoring that, and we will dip into Newsmax's live coverage of this throughout the program today. Uh, and why are we doing that? Because it is a breaking news day. As a matter of fact, President uh, Biden is expected to hold a news conference. Uh, that's coming up at one uh, fifteen. That's in the next hour, and we will dip into that as well. So uh, if our team uh, can uh, just get ready uh, when those two big events happen. But in just a few moments, the House will be voting for the next speaker, and his name is Mike Johnson. And I've gotten a lot of messages uh, last night asking about uh, Johnson. He's been a regular. Mike's been a regular on this program for years, going back to the Fox News day. So he's a he's a good guy. And here's what you need to know about, about Mike. He is a rock-solid conservative. He is also... A cons- he's also an evangelical conservative. He's uh, a member of a uh, of a great Baptist church in Louisiana. Uh, just a good family man, and he is the real deal. He also voted, by the way, to decertify. How about that? How about them apples? One of my favorite uh, things about Mike Johnson. Remember when Nancy Pelosi tore up President Trump's speech? Remember that embarrassing moment. Well, Mike Johnson showed up on Tucker Carlson's show back and back on the Fox uh, Fox News Network, and here's what he told Tucker Carlson about Nancy Pelosi. So you were obviously watching there at the State of the Union um, when you saw the speaker rip the president's speech into pieces. Did you take that as a sign of of politeness, as an as an expression of kindness and friendship? No, of course not. I mean, it was a shameful display. It was stunning, really, to many members uh, sitting in the House. It was totally unprecedented. 
it was shameless, and it was also unlawful, Tucker. Um, you know, a lot of people have been talking about this the last 48 hours, and I did a little legal memo to point out to my colleagues that she actually committed a felony when she tore that, that paper up. It wasn't just any copy of the State of the Union address. It was the copy, the original. And we have over two centuries of custom and tradition and, of course, the Constitution that calls for the State of the Union address. Uh, that, that when the president delivers the copies to those top legal officers, the two top legislative officers in that right. co-equal branch of government, those are the official documents of the House. And if you tear those up, you violated a specific statute in the criminal code. There you go. He said, arrest Pelosi. She broke the law. So I think if 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 the establishment Republican folks, folks uh, don't uh, mess this up, we're going to be in for a good ride. And I think Mike Johnson could become one of the best speakers in American political history. I mean, he's really that good. And this guy is rock solid on every single conservative point. I saw somebody sent me some uh, documentation, conservative review, one of those groups giving him like a 70% ranking as a conservative. That's a load of hooey. Uh, By the way, Family Research Council, I believe their ranking for him was between 98% and 99%. And I've, like I said, I've known Mike for a very long time. He's going to be a good guy. He's going to be the guy that releases all the videos of, of J6. He's going to be the guy that takes a tough stand on the fiscal issues. And again, if we don't, well, guess what? All it takes is one person and we're back to, we're back to square one again. Here is Congressman uh, Johnson last night, cut number three. We want to thank all the press for waiting. It's been quite a process. <laughs> Democracy is messy sometimes, but it is our system. This conference that you see, this House Republican majority, is united. I'm honored to have the support of my colleagues, and what they understand about this is this is servant leadership. We're going to serve the people of this country. We're going to restore their faith in this Congress, this institution of government. America is the last best hope of man on the earth. Abraham Lincoln said it. Ronald Reagan used to remind us all the time, and we're here to remind you of that again. We're going to restore your trust in what we do here. You're going to see a new form of government, and we are going to move this quickly. This group here is ready to govern, and we're going to govern well. We're going to do what's right by the people. And I believe the people are going to reward that next year. But we have a lot of big priorities ahead of us right now. The world is on fire. We stand with our ally, Israel. We have a very busy agenda. We have appropriations bills to get through the process. But you are going to see this group looking, working like a well-oiled machine. We owe that to the American people. The, the people up here are, have been sent here by the people of this country to do this job, and we are going to do it well. We commit that to you. Thank you for allowing us to go through the process and get to this. It was worth it, and we are going to serve you well. All right. Well, there you go. Everybody's really happy and uh, excited about uh, th- this uh, selection, and and I'm glad we got to this point. I I told you, what well, was a couple of weeks ago, I told you Mike Johnson would be a great choice. And here we are, and we're about to see how all this plays out in real time in uh, just a little while. So we'll keep you updated on the votes there, folks. But again, 
this is good news, and we need a little bit of good news today, and this is it. So let's just hope all the establishment folks get in line. There's absolutely no reason whatsoever to vote against Mike Johnson, unless you're a leftist. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Folks, we've got a great show for you. Uh, We're going to be going to literally the front lines of the war. Our good friend Joel Rosenberg, many of you have read his books. Uh, It's uh, just incredible guy. Joel is there and uh, he'll be phoning in a little bit later on. Also, Congressman Ralph Norman's going to drop by. We're expecting Tony Perkins from the Family Research Council to join us in the next hour. Uh, listen up. The, t- Tony is a very good friend of Mike's. Uh, Tony is from Louisiana. He's known him for years, and uh, we're going to get the inside scoop. And, of course, Robin Poffman is here uh, to weigh in on this crazy story out of George Washington University where students last night projected pro-terrorism messages on campus buildings. Just unbelievable what's going on. Folks, um, we are also in need of your help. We have got uh, two more days. Two more days to raise emergency aid for our friends at the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Uh, This is an incredible charitable organization. They have incredibly high rankings with all the, the charity navigator groups. Uh, They are the real deal, and I have partnered with Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk and Mike Huckabee, and we are raising emergency relief money for the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Uh, Folks, it's very simple for you to join us today. All you have to do is go to ToddSterns.com and click at the very top of the page, Israel at War, and you'll be able to make an emergency donation. You can also phone in a donation That number, 1-800-514-5577. That's 1-800-514-5577. We are doing this, um, for we've been doing it for the month, well, at least since the the war broke out, and we've only got a couple of more days. Again, 1-800-514-5577. And the money that you provide, the money that you give, is going to help Israelis who have lost their homes, they have lost, lost loved ones, and they need our help. So again, go to ToddSterns.com and click on the Israel at War banner and give right now. It seems like every day I'm sharing another story with you where our God-given freedoms are under attack. But it shouldn't be this way, and it doesn't have to be. Join Alliance Defending Freedom and be a champion for freedom by helping defend your God-given rights. ADF is on the front lines representing Americans every day like you and me in court free of charge when their First Amendment freedoms are being violated. Your partnership will help ensure that you can live your life, lead your family, run your business, and practice your faith according to your deeply held beliefs. Just $19 a month will help fuel the fight to protect our freedoms. Visit ToddSterns.com. That's ToddSterns.com and click the Champions for Freedom banner. And pledge your monthly gift of $19 or more to ADF or give your most generous one-time gift. Visit ToddStearns.com or call 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. Right. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Voting underway as we speak, and so far, so good. Um, this, uh, hopefully, within the next few moments, we're going to be able to let you know that we do have officially 
a new Speaker of the House. Uh, we are monitoring um, our friends over at Newsmax, and uh, we will let you know uh, when that vote happens. But so far, not a single no vote on the, the Republican side. And uh, we've got um, nine seconds remaining for the vote. So uh, let's dip into let's dip into our Newsmax coverage here and uh, see what's going on. Members have all switched over to Johnson's camp. He is uh, uniting moderates and conservatives in the Republican Party. Johnson currently serves as the vice chair of the House Republican Conference, and he is feeling confident about his chances in a floor vote. Here's what he said last night after he was named the speaker designate. Democracy is messy sometimes. All right. Well, you just heard uh, you just heard that soundbite. So anyway, we'll let you know. Uh, time remaining. It's well, we've zeroed out here, and uh, we will uh, we'll let you know how things um, how things roll momentarily. So last night, I uh, decided to go down to our local school board meeting. You know how I tell I, you know we talk a lot about this on the program is that you got to get out there and you got to take a stand in the public marketplace. That's what you have to do. And I can't tell you to do that and then stay at home when something bad happens in my hometown. I just can't do that. So we've been telling you for the past oh, couple of weeks now that there was an effort by our, our Germantown school board, where I live, to rename Good Friday. They wanted to call Good Friday. First of all, they wanted to remove Good Friday and Easter Monday from the school calendar. And they wanted to rename it a Spring Holiday. So they had a big meeting last night, a school board meeting, and I decided to go. And I signed up to, to be one of the speakers at this, um, at this gathering. Big crowd turned out. And uh, people brought signs. And there, the only – I, I think there were two people who may have been opposed to it. But everybody else in that massive auditorium was supportive of Good Friday. And uh, so anyway, I, I got up to speak, and I, we actually have – I didn't realize they actually broadcast the school board meetings, but they do. And uh, here's, uh, here's what I told these liberal school board uh, members, these godless heathen folk in Germantown, Tennessee. I must say that uh, I was rather astonished to hear the concerns prompted by Senator Brent Taylor and the Shelby County Moms for Liberty chapter. At first, uh, to be honest, I thought I was being pranked. A recommendation to rename Good Friday and Easter Monday. It sounds like something that they would do in San Francisco, not here in Germantown. But then I saw the video of last week's work session and realized that the Germantown School District was heading in a very dangerous position. You have to wonder what's next, changing Christmas to winter solstice or changing the name of Martin Luther King Jr. Day because that might offend somebody. For the record, according to the state of Tennessee, there is an official holiday on the books. It is not called Spring Holiday. It is called Good Friday. Now, I appreciate Dr. Chatham and his common sense and gracious approach to all of this. And while I trust the board will do the right thing here, I am troubled by this committee that recommended the calendar change. Who are these individuals? Are they school district employees? Are they students? Are they parents? 
What we need is some transparency. And quite frankly, we need a new calendar committee. One of the lessons that many parents learned during the China virus pandemic was that many schools had turned their classrooms into radical indoctrination centers for the far left. We hope that's not the case here in Germantown. Many parents were stunned to discover the lessons on sex and gender and critical race theory, and many never saw the warning signs along the way. Now, some folks might think this is a bit silly to have a conversation about the change of a holiday, but I contend this is the canary in the coal mine. And I'm concerned we're on a slippery slope. And we've been assured by the board that such problems do not exist here in Germantown, and I hope that's the case. But the facts seem to prove otherwise. You tell us you're not advancing a gender movement, and yet we have evidence to the contrary. I mean, hiding pronouns and preferred names from parents? This is Germantown, not Loudoun County, Virginia. We know our pronouns in this zip code. So I hope you understand that we are not going to sit idly by and allow Germantown schools to be infected with this woke ideology. San Francisco values are just not welcome here in the 901. We love our school system. We want the very best, and we appreciate your service on this board. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Starnes. Well, there you go. So I, you look, I, you know, some people say, well, why, why weren't you yelling at it? Well, I didn't need to yell to get my point across. Sometimes you don't need to yell to get your point across. And I didn't want any of the board members to cry. And a couple of them, especially there's this one woke chick up there. And she's, she was one of the ones who supported the, the name change. Oh, by the way, they were gaslighting the parents last night. Uh, they said, we never said that. We never recommended that we were going to remove Good Friday. Are these people morons? We actually have them on video advancing the recommendation to rename Good Friday. So anyway, I I, I want to thank everybody who came out last night, and it was great meeting a lot of our show listeners. Uh, the Moms for Liberty were there. Uh, Luke Symbol, who is one of our Republican state committeemen, was there. want to give him a shout-out, and it was really a team effort. Look, so here's how it went down. They decided to keep Good Friday – but they decided to get rid of Easter Monday. So it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. But had we not shown up in force, I guarantee you this woke school board would have jettisoned Good Friday. By the way, there were um, there were some LGBT alphabet activists there last night, and they were school teachers. And one of them was wearing this uh, I'm a I'm an LGBT student ally shirt, and they were giving me the stink eye. So I was sitting in the back. You know, I didn't want to make a big scene. It's not about me. It's about the kids. It's about the children. It's about the moms and the dads. And so I'm sitting in the back, and uh, they're sitting a few rows up. And uh, the uh, the alphabet activist teachers kept looking back at me. And I'm like, I couldn't figure who they were looking at for the longest time. And then I realized they're looking at me and they were giving me the stink eye. So after it was all over with, since I was the, I was literally seated next to the door, I, I got up and I just held the door open for people right as they were coming out. And it was one of those things where you couldn't just, just open the door for one person and leave. You know, you had a stream of people. 
Anyway, the the stink eye the stink eye crowd came out and they refused to look at me. They they literally snapped their heads. I thought they were going to get whiplash. They snapped their heads and turned the other way as they. they <laughs> I think if they had looked at me, they would have I don't know, gone back to their original pronouns and <laughs> and sex. I don't, I don't know. I but there they go. So I'm about to walk out the door. There's a big old security guard out there, big old guy. He came over. He says, Mr. Starnes, he says, I had to walk outside. I was laughing so hard when you were speaking. I said, well, really? Why is that? He says, I just got back from San Francisco. And brother, you're not kidding. That place is messed up. It's true. Anyway, got to run 844-747-8868. That's our number. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304. And start investing today. All right, my apologies, ladies and gentlemen. It's very rare that your affable and intelligent host makes a mistake. But when I do... Well, we'd just get right to it. Um, I left my reading glasses at home. And so I'm I'm blind as a bat in here, folks. It's it's bad. It's really bad. So anyway, they're not voting on on the speaker just yet. This is the call of the house. Also, President Biden was not smoking a joint. Apparently, he is holding a joint press conference. So my apologies again. It's um it's going to be a rough day. What can, I I'm just saying it's gonna be what, what do you want me to do? All right, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Maybe I could smoke a joint. That would No, I'm just kidding. That's very unbaptist of me. All right, Barbara in Baltimore, Maryland. Barbara, what's going on? I just wanted to let you know that I heard that speech. I, I turned you on. I found you on the radio at just the right time because that speech that you gave was fantastic. That is something, you know, I could see you leading, uh, uh, just leading this whole movement of what really needs to happen. I'm so glad that you're so in tune to it and went to that meeting. And, and we have got to do that. And people follow you. If they, that's why there was such a big crowd, probably. Well, I, look, the reason there was a big crowd, I don't think that had anything to do with me. Uh, we've got a, a local Moms for Liberty chapter, and those ladies are really fired up, and they are engaged, and they have, I think the um, there, there was another conservative ladies group there. 
Uh, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to go after the, um, the, the the mama bears because Absolutely. they they will get riled up. Well, I'm telling you, you uh, definitely are a boost to it by just, you know, t- sharing that speech with us and letting us know how the people there are standing up. That's what all of us have to do in every one of our communities, just like what's going on uh, in the for the speaker job. I, I don't have a problem with what is happening. Um, it may have been disruptive, but it was disruptive for a reason. I have been very unhappy with uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, ever since he didn't release those January 6th videos. I wanted all of them out because I felt those videos would have exonerated so many of the people who were persecuted and jailed. And I, I could, I will never forgive him for not doing that. And that was the first big promise that he, he made. And I think he did it also because a lot of it would have exonerated uh, President Trump, you know, because they would have seen the real story. And I think that was at the bottom of all of it because Kevin McCarthy is not a truthful or trustworthy person. Oh, Barbara, you are spot on accurate there, and he is not. And we we know that because of the guy he was supporting uh, yesterday for Speaker of the House, Tom Emmer, who is who is a liberal. I mean, there's really no way around it. He is a Republican liberal, and and that concerns me. And so I'm glad we were able to get all of that out. Barbara, thanks for the kind words, and thank you for calling in today. Hope things are well in Baltimore. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, while all that's going on, you've got the president out there um, about ready to hold a press conference on what's happening in the Middle East. And here's where I'm just a smidge concerned. So we are hearing rumblings that the Biden White House has been pressuring Israel not to invade Gaza. And I'm, I don't think that's a good thing. I think we need to back off and we need to let Israel take care of business. That's what we ought to be doing. But I don't think that's what's going on here. So my question to you is very simple. Do you believe that we should be telling Israel what to do, or should we tell Israel, you do what you need to do? And if you need some help, give us a holler. But we're staying out of it. We've got your back, but we're staying out of it. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. And we want to hear from you on the very latest in Israel, because they should have gone in by now. And my concern is, here we are, they're waiting and waiting, and that is giving Hamas more time to get ready and to rearm, to get more missiles shipped in. And you know that's what's going on. All right, let's go back to the phones here. Vicki uh, calling from Germantown, Tennessee, listening to us on KWAM. Hi, Vicki, what's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to thank you, Todd, for being there last night and speaking so eloquently. And we really, really appreciate you so much being the voice of reason in Memphis and Germantown, Shelby County, and also being there to speak for the families that are very, very concerned about this. Me, of me, of course, one of the ones that were there and so many other parents that um, that really are upset about this. And one thing I did not realize myself, because I am... Uh, my my youngest has graduated a few years back, and I'm not in tune with the school district as I was. Um, they have already already 
change the Christmas holiday to winter holiday or winter whatever, um, and and canceling the Monday Easter Monday, they've now taken the word Easter away. So if you think about it, we still have Good Friday, but the word Easter has now been eliminated from their contract. Um, excuse me, their calendar. So. And it didn't even hit me until after the meeting. Somebody brought it up to me and said, yeah, they kind of slipped that one in on us. So they've accomplished that. They may have got, had to keep Good Friday, which I'm thrilled, but they took away Easter Monday. You, you know, Vicki, and it, it really is the canary in the coal mine when you look at some of the other issues happening. And, and again, we, this is not unique to, to Germantown. Uh, th- this is happening in school districts all over America. But this, uh, the alphabet people coming in and really trying to groom the kids, embracing the transgender agenda, who would have thought something like that would be happening in a town like Germantown uh, here in, in the South? Well, and the other thing is families now, we're going to have to cut their Easter vacation shorter. Collierville still has this. Um, they're the only ones, I believe, that still have this holiday on Monday that they brought up in the in the meeting as well. And the thing that got me, I thought, you know, I have a big family and I have children who come in town, you know, for the weekend and having that Monday holiday is so helpful because that way they can enjoy their Sunday and they don't have to leave in the middle of the day to go back home. This gives them that Monday to travel. And so that's been taken away. And their their justification was adding one more day, you know, to the end of the year that they don't have to go to school. Well, big whoop if they have to go one more day. <laughs> I would much rather have this holiday where I would have a four day weekend with my family. Yeah, I look out of all the things you know for someone to raise this, and and I I would like to know who who are the people serving on these committees, and you know what are their backgrounds and where are they coming from? Uh, I you know I was able to do some research on the board. I think there's only one true conservative on the entire school board, uh, based on what I yeah. saw last night. That's what I saw as well, and we're very much aware of that, and um and we're gonna. We're going to be pursuing this and finding out a lot more information. One of my questions for the school board is I'd like to know there's a lot of children that are coming in, you know, that are non-residential kids um, because a lot of the Germantown people are pulling their kids and put them in a private school. And I would love to know that number. And I was asking around and everybody says it's really almost impossible to find out, which I think that should be public knowledge of how many, you know, transfer kids that are coming in that are not residents of Germantown, which they have to pay, I think, something. I'm not you know, sure about that. But I'd love to know what the ratio is. Oh, so you're telling me that parents are pulling their kids out of the schools because of this uh, wokeness. Um, I know several schools in the Memphis area that have two- and three-year waiting lists to get kids in now. Private schools are flourishing because of all this woke agenda. Wow. I, I wonder if that's the case in other parts of the country uh, where, where you have strong – I mean, because we have – I don't. Maybe it just—it just seems like we have far more private schools here in the Memphis area than than most cities our size. We do have a lot, and there's one school in particular, it was a Catholic school in Midtown, that went back to classic education. I have a friend who actually runs their admissions department, and they were kind of lagging behind a little bit on enrollment. But once they changed to classic, all these parents are like jumping on board, saying, "Hey, we want to stay with you, and we want you to create a high school." And so it's. It's interesting, and also it's very affordable. It's more affordable than a lot of them, and it's it's happening. Uh, and I think the Germantown Municipal School District needs to wake up and understand that this is going to hurt them because things are happening there because of, you know, all these outside kids coming in. You know, everyone's welcome if we have a spot, but it should be filled up with Germantown residents. 
children. Yeah, I well, yeah, absolutely. Well, Vicky, I appreciate the kind words. I, I got to tell you, it was it was a little nervous. I was a little nervous <laughs> standing up there. I I didn't I know. I blame you. You feel like you're going up against the you're in, under you know under the spotlight on trial almost. It's kind of a little hostile. I, I was loaded for bear just in case. I was ready, <laughs> but uh, I I just wanted to make sure I got into that three minute speaking limit. So, uh, but. Uh, Anyway, uh, Vicky, great job, and it was good to see you last night and uh, all of the great conservatives and, and parents that, that came out uh, to say, you know what, this is not right. So, Vicky, thank you again, and uh, thanks for listening. Oh, it just taunted on me. This is Vicki Gandy, from my realtor. So, GoTeamGandy.com, great conservative lady. So, if you're looking for a house, GoTeamGandy.com. I think that's with two E's, not a Y. 844-747-8868. May I ask you a question? This is just a question. We got a lot of military veterans out there in the audience. So late last night, and I, the Pentagon is killing me here. They put all this information out in the dark of night. 24 Americans have been injured by drone attacks in the Middle East. And we believe these attacks are being perpetrated by Iran. How many more Americans have to be attacked and injured before we actually do something about this? At, at what point do we actually stand up and say, whoa, 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 you're not going to be doing this. And I don't know if we have to take out a, a, you know, a military base or take out a city and just say, you know what, this is the warning shot. You keep this up and we're going to turn your country into a glass parking lot, but you're not going to come after American troops. That's not going to – at what point do do we say enough is enough? This is nuts, and I hope somebody at this press conference coming up with Biden is is going to address that. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, folks, during the break, I want you to go right now. Go right now to the website, ToddSterns.com. Help us click on the Israel at War banner and give us a donation. Uh, we are raising money for the emergency relief fund for our friends at the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. When the government used emergency edicts during COVID to restrict the gathering and worship of churches, three pastors facing the risk of imprisonment, unlimited fines, and their own churches being ripped apart took a courageous stand and reopened their doors in the face of a world that chose to comply. The Essential Church is a feature-length documentary that explores the struggle between the church and government throughout history. This fascinating story uncovers those who've sacrificed their lives throughout history for what they truly believe in. Rediscover why the church is essential and how we prove that this stand remains true from a scientific, legal, and most importantly, biblical perspective. This is not your typical movie. It'll change your life. You need to see this movie with your friends and family. The Essential Church is streaming today exclusively at SalemNow.com. That's Essential Church, streaming at SalemNow.com. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. Here is Secretary of State Antony Blinken. What's up with the Antony? 
he's an American, right? Put an H in there, pal. You're not a, come on. Call number, whatever that is. First, we all recognize the right and indeed the imperative of states to defend themselves against terrorism. That's why we must unequivocally condemn Hamas's barbaric terrorist attack against Israel. Babies riddled with bullets, young people hunted down and gunned down with glee, people, young people beheaded, families burned alive in a final embrace, parents executed in front of their children, children executed in front of their parents, and so many taken hostage in Gaza. We have to ask, indeed it must be asked, where is the outrage? Where is the revulsion? Where is the rejection? Where is the explicit condemnation of these horrors? We must affirm the right of any nation to defend itself and to prevent such horror from repeating itself. No member of this council, no nation in this entire body could or would tolerate the slaughter of its people. All right. There, well, it's true. But by the way, where is the administration's condemnation of all of these university students that are marching in the streets saying we've got to slaughter the Jews? Where is that Where is that outrage? I mean, if, you, if you're walking around with a Confederate flag or whatever, you're going to get not only called out, there will be massive protests around the nation. That is unacceptable. But really, you're, you're going to sit here and tell me that it's okay to, to go out there and march in the streets and say, death to the Jews. It's free speech, Todd. That's not free speech. That's a threat. Oh, by the way, uh, so I want to let's go back over to Newsmax for a second. We've got Congresswoman Stefanik, Elise Stefanik from New York, and she has uh, just nominated Mike Johnson for speaker. Let's take a listen. Cannot be business as usual, Jewel. She went on to note, above the speaker's chair in the House chamber is our nation's motto, in God we trust. Amen. Preach it, sister. Preach it. Come on now. Hallelujah. No Democrats are applauding, by the way. Ms. McMorris-Rogers went on to say, the times in which we are living demand boldness, unity, and transformational leadership that begins with trust in God and each other. Trust is when the magic happens. In the story of King David, we are reminded Uh that man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart, end quote. Today is the day that House Republicans will humbly look in our hearts and elect Mike Johnson as Speaker of the People's House. deep faith, Mike epitomizes what it means to be a servant leader. 
A deeply respected constitutional lawyer, Mike has dedicated his life to preserving America's great principles of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mike is a titan on the Judiciary Committee and a dedicated member of the House Armed Services Committee. And as vice chair of our conference, he has united all of our members to speak clearly and boldly on behalf of the American people. A friend to all and an enemy to none, Mike is strong, tough, and fair, and above all, Mike is kind. And at this very moment, this Republican conference knows that we live in perilous times and the American people are hurting. Families are struggling under the pain of inflation caused by reckless far-left spending. All right, let me jump back in here. Uh, We've got to take a break, and uh, we're going to be monitoring this. So after after, uh, Congresswoman Stefanik uh, finishes her remarks, the Democrats will nominate more than likely Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, They'll give a speech, and then the voting will commence in the next hour. We are also expecting a news conference, so we're we're going to have dueling breaking news events, and we're going to keep you uh, keep you updated on all of that. Also, our good buddy Tony Perkins, a very good friend of Mike Johnson, he's going to join us in just a little while. All right, hang tight, everybody. Man, we're just getting started here. Oh, say can you see? Well, not today. Got to find my reading glasses. Uh, we got to get out of here. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. That is our number. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Happy to have you with us. Hour two of the big show. We've got Tony Perkins coming up from Family Research Council. By the way, he happens to be a good friend of Congressman Mike Johnson, and uh, we are expecting the vote any moment now. Uh, the The Democrats have nominated Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, just before the top of the hour, um, Mike Johnson was officially nominated. i got to tell you something. I, I like this guy, and uh, the more that you hear about Mike Johnson, I know a lot of people have never heard of him. Uh, he is from Louisiana. Uh, he and his family, uh, wife and uh, children, 
And I think most of their kids are already grown and out of the house except for maybe one. But they've got uh, four kids, uh, two boys and two daughters, and uh, just good and decent people. And as you um, as you heard uh, during the uh, the intro to to uh, the congressman from Elise Stefanik, uh, we uh, we understand he's a constitutional lawyer. He's been very involved in the religious liberty world, and he has been a pit bull on issues like homeland security. Alejandro Mayorkas, and uh, we it's going to be a new day in the House of Representatives if Mike Johnson is elected here in just a few moments. I've, I've got to play some audio. This is from last night. So this wonderful gathering, the Republicans are excited. They're all surrounding Mike Johnson, and they, they open up the comments to the press. And here's what happened. I love it. Shut up. Shut up. That was Virginia Fox. She's what, 70, 80 years old? She's standing there. She was feisty. She was about ready to go after those. Shut up. Shut your mouth. What's your problem? Good for you, Virginia. She's a she's a pit bull, that one. Uh, so anyway, uh, good for the Republicans. Voting is now underway, and uh, we will let you know here in a few moments we should be able to tell you uh, who the next Speaker of the House is. Are you excited about this? Are you relieved? I, I think there are a lot of people breathing a sigh of relief. I, I think the Republicans got this. Actually, I know they got it right. And I think the even the establishment Republicans know that the conservatives got this right. Because the message, and if this has not been clear, and again, this is this is all about understanding and reading between the lines here. What the establishment Republicans have discovered is that they're not in control anymore. They don't control the base of the party. That's it. And if if they don't control the base of the party, they have to figure out, okay, what role do we serve here? Now, they could stand up and they could intervene. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they can. Look, I think these are very smart people, and they can count numbers. And this is all about counting numbers. That's all this is, really. It's about counting numbers. And they realize they don't have the numbers. So right now, um, it's uh, going uh, very swimmingly for uh, Mr. Johnson. He is at 14 votes. Jeffrey's at 8 and the important number to actually watch here is the others. And so far, zero people have voted for others. All he needs to win is 215. 215 votes, and Mike Johnson becomes the next Speaker of the House. Meanwhile, we are facing um, a lot of ugliness around the nation. A lot of hatred directed at Jews. And I want to play some audio. This is from Washington, D.C., This is a woman, and uh, she was accosted by a guy, a driver. I believe it was an Uber driver. Let's take a listen to to what happened. All I'm asking you to do is move out of the bike lane. I don't care what you're asking. I don't got to comply with you. No, of course not, but that's just the law. So go your ass around. It's not safe. I don't want to go into the contra Your life is not my concern. I understand that. (laughs) I am, in fact. Uh, <laughs> he asked if she was Jewish. I knew it. 
You people are the devil. I mean, this is a guy who was parked in the bike lane, and she was asking him to move. That's all. And this kind of hatred and vitriol is happening all over America. As a matter of fact, just a little while ago, uh, what was it, yesterday, uh, a TPUSA staffer was brutally beaten by people waving Palestinian flags. I mean, this is really nasty stuff that's happening out there. And the question is, at what point are you know does this really go south? I think a lot of a lot of people, and and hopefully Jews, and and hear me on this. When you look at the voting demographics, most Jews in America are voting for the Democrat Party, and I don't know why. Why is that? I would if we have Jewish people listening, and you're a, a Democrat, I would love to know why are you supporting a political party that hates you. Why are you supporting a political party that is aiding and abetting the enemy? The Biden administration is literally funding Hamas. They're literally funding Iran, a nation and organization that want to wipe you off the face of the earth. I want to play some audio. This is from Israel's foreign minister, cut number one. Can you be... For the hostage, for the release of the hostage. Can you be for Israel and also don't want Palestinian civilian dead? There are more than 5,000 now. Can you, can you be now today in the world like this? You know that uh, we are protecting our people from rockets. Hamas using people to protect their rockets. We actually give notification in advance in order not to harm civilians. This is not our way. This is not our value. But Hamas are the new Nazis. That's it. You see how they glorify their viciousness, their evilness. Therefore, in this case, there is only one side. So this is a great point that the foreign minister is trying to make here. Uh, You you have people out there, and they're saying, well, no, this, this is all about vengeance, and vengeance is not good. I completely disagree with that. The Gazans have had plenty of opportunities to remove Hamas. They've had plenty of opportunities, but instead of removing Hamas, they elected Hamas. They gave Hamas control of Gaza. There have been zero marches, zero marches in support of the Israeli families who lost their lives. None. We haven't even seen any Muslims in this country marching in support of of Israel. So let me say, based on my observations, If you cannot condemn the beheading of babies, if you cannot condemn the burning of children and the slaughter of families and the raping of women, if you can't do that, then you are just as bad as the terrorist. And therefore, you are a terrorist sympathizer, and therefore, you get what you deserve. And I will say this, 
They, they're talking about the Gazan children. You have had weeks now to evacuate your nation. You have had weeks now to evacuate your families to a safe space. If you don't do that, that is on you. It is not on Israel. It is not on the United States. But I'm telling you, we have in this country right now some very, very bizarre notions. And this idea, look, if we had had social media around during World War II, I'm going to tell you, everybody west of the Rockies would be speaking Japanese, and the rest of us would be speaking German. Could you imagine what would have happened if we had Twitter and Facebook and Instagram when they dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki? It would have been insane. So I hate to say, and I know this really triggers a lot of people, but the reality is very clear. War is ugly. In war, things get blown up. That's the way it works. God bless the Israeli troops because they're going above and beyond to make sure that they do not hit civilian targets. And the targets that are being hit, and if they're in a school, if they're in a hospital, it's because those hospitals and those schools are housing the terrorists and their rockets and their ammunition supplies, which we know the Gazans and the Hamas people are doing. So that's going on. By the way, still not a single person has voted other. So this is looking very good as the votes are slow, methodical, but uh, still still moving along. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Let's go to Bill in Cordova, Tennessee, listening to us on KWAM. Hi, Bill. What's on your mind today? Hey, Todd, doing fine. Just um, thanks for having me on. I'm listening to all this about the Israelis and Palestinians, and you're right. There has been no support for Israel, but that doesn't mean people don't support them. We're just not getting out marching on it. But, you know, the Palestinians are being held hostage. There's a lot of them that don't want to be there. The Just like the prime minister said a minute ago, they're holding uh, people hostage to protect their bombs. They went door to door, from what I understand or what I heard, and took car keys so that people couldn't travel away from the northern part of Gaza. Uh, and one other thing on, on the election of Hamas in, in uh, Gaza, they did get elected, but I'm not sure how much of it wasn't like 2020 here with Donald Trump. I, I, I believe that election was stolen, and I think Gaza probably, like Saddam Hussein, made people vote for them. You know, So there, there's a lot to this to unpack, and I don't know if we'll ever unpack all of it. Well, and if that is the and again, if that's the case, then that that information has to get out, and there has to be condemnation. But again, the Gazans are responsible for standing up to to Hamas, and and, and we can't go in and we cannot fight that war for them. They're going to have to fight it. Now, we if if they want to fight for their freedom, and Bill, we saw this in Iraq. I don't have a problem helping a nation that wants to fight for their freedom. But I've got a big problem when that nation expects us to send our troops over there and to fight in their stead. I, I got a problem with that. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I don't think we need to be doing that. We don't need to be nation builders. We need to be teachers and let people build their own nations, however they want to build them. All right, Bill. Yeah, yeah no, you're, look, you're absolutely right. Good call. We are super late for a break here. Thank you for, for listening uh, folks, our telephone number is 844-747-8868. Again, 
747-8868, and we are monitoring the House vote. Uh, right now, Johnson leading Jeffrey 64 votes to 57, and we'll keep you updated on that. May I just say how much we love Newsmax. Uh, they are doing some incredible work, real news for real people. Uh, folks, President Trump loves Newsmax. As a matter of fact, they're the only major cable news outlet that's actually broadcasting his speeches and his events. Nobody else is doing it, not even Fox. But all this week, uh, Rob Schmidt is taking a look at some of the big stories happening, leading off the big primetime lineup, Rob and Greta, um, among others. So Newsmax on all cable news channels and news systems. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, just give them a call. And do not forget to download that Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It is absolutely free, and you can start watching at any time. So get the Newsmax app right now. You can get Newsmax at home. You can make the switch. And folks, trust me, you will not look back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, welcome back, everybody. 9876. Looks like a lot of those moderates are switching over, and Mike Johnson's going to be the man. Uh, this is going to be a great day. Uh, so far, 98 to 76, zero people voting for other. So that's uh, good news. All right, let's go to the phone lines, 844-747-8868. Randy's listening to us in Georgia. Hi, Randy, what's going on? Hey, Todd, how you doing? I'm glad, glad to talk to you. I've, I've listened to you for years, but uh, I, I've got a problem with the uh, hostages uh, that Hamas took from Israel. You're talking close to 200 people. Nobody has talked about them at all. Them poor people's over there probably getting molested and, and just ain't no telling what's happening to all of them. And I do believe that Israel should go in and get the hostages don't worry about what America says. Don't worry about Blinken. Don't worry about Biden. That's their country that got attacked, not America. And I do believe that Israel needs to go in and get them out and let's stop listening to Biden and Blinken about holding up. Randy, so Randy let me ask you there. a question. Let me ask you a question. What do you think? Just let's just say let's just say Biden is. Well, let me let me put it this way. Uh, you've got Mexico, and they're firing rockets and missiles around the clock into Texas and Arizona and New Mexico. Do you think that that the White House would stand down? No, of course not. That we'd be firing rockets back. Exactly, exactly. But nobody 
even thought about these hostages over there. I mean, that's horrible. Look what happened. You're right. In Iran, when all them people sit on that runway for a whole year. Randy, it's, it's, it is, it's a great point you raise, and it's, it's a horrible tragedy. If you remember early on, there was a dad whose little tiny daughter was uh, among those uh, taken, and she was killed. And he was actually relieved that she had actually been killed instead of taken hostage because he was just horrified at the terrible things that those monsters would have done to his little girl. I mean, that's that's the reality of life right now in Israel. That's horrible. That's right down horrible. And I know God is with, I, I know he's with Israel, and I know he's with America. But God is probably angry because Israel's not going there and getting these people out because of Biden and Blinken running their jaws. But I just wanted to let America know it, Todd. It, it's a horrible thing. And I'm praying every single day, and I listen to you every day, buddy. Randy, God bless you. I appreciate that, and you give us a call back. So thank you thank you for that. Uh, folks, uh, we are still watching the vote, monitoring the vote. We are expecting Tony Perkins to come up after the break, who's a very dear friend of the soon-to-be Speaker of the House. The very first thing that Mike Johnson did last night when he was named, he was elected the Speaker-designate, you know what he did? He gathered the Republican caucus together to pray with him. This is exactly the kind of leadership we need. We need a godly leader in the House of Representatives, and Mike Johnson is that man. So I'm very excited. Maybe you have questions about Mike Johnson. Uh, You folks listening to us, KROF down in Cajun country, what do you think about the fact that the next Speaker of the House is going to be a guy from Louisiana? A good guy. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. And welcome back, everybody. This is the Todd Starnes radio program. Happy to have you with us on a very busy breaking news edition of the program. Uh, We are just a few dozen votes away from finally having a Speaker of the House. Uh, That should be happening here in the next uh, little while. Mike Johnson from Louisiana is is going to be the guy. Uh, It is looking incredibly good right now. Not a single person voting other so we've got a straight party line vote. You know, one of the nice things about Mike Johnson, he doesn't have that many uh, significant enemies up on Capitol Hill. Hill, he's just a, a well-liked guy. Uh, he is a, a staunch evangelical Christian. Last, uh, last October, he led over two dozen of his colleagues in introducing the, um, a bill called the Stop the Sexualization of Children Act and caught a lot of fire from you know the LGBT alphabet people. Congresswoman Mary Miller, who is um, also a regular on this program, says Mike is a champion for life and parental rights. He's a man of deep faith, and I join him every week for a congressional prayer meeting to pray for our country. 
We have marched together during the annual March for Life, and he has always been a strong advocate for the nuclear family. So this is the guy that's going to be the next Speaker of the House. In other words, he's not a smoke blower. Far too long, we've had establishment Republicans leading the House of Representatives. And in truth, you know, they really they really are not all that supportive of the conservative movement or the conservative agenda, especially when it comes to uh, when it comes to issues regarding life and liberty and religious liberty. So this is going to be um, something very different, and it'll be fascinating to see how all of this plays out as far as legislation that gets through. But a few things that you are going to be able to be guaranteed of, you are going to see uh, Congressman Johnson reaching out and demanding the release of the J6 videos. That will happen. By the way, some breaking news coming in from our friends at Newsmax. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu now says that Israel is preparing for the ground invasion. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. You know what I would love to see the House do? I would love to see them expel Ilhan Omar and Ayanna Presley and the rest of the Hamas caucus. Now I want to play some audio. Ilhan Omar and the Hamas squad were holding a press conference, and here's what happened. Cut number eight. Question. Your colleague, Richie Torres, has said calling for a ceasefire is a dangerous double standard that the U.S. wouldn't hold themselves to. So my question is, is if this attack happened in America, would you be calling for a ceasefire as well? Vengeance is not a foreign policy doctrine. Uh, We are here to save lives. Yes or a no? Anyone else? I do have another question. Why don't you want Israelis to go after the terrorists that burned, tortured, killed their babies and children and still have them hostage? Why don't you want the Israelis to go after the terrorists that did that? How many more killings is enough for you? Is it a thousand more? Two thousand more? Three thousand? How many more Palestinians would make you happy if they died? Will you be fine if all of the people of Gaza were gone? Would that make you happy? Would that be the thing that makes you proud? And maybe that's the question you should ask Richie. Is he okay? How many more Palestinian lives is he comfortable with? Because I am not comfortable with any more. Any other questions? All right, there there you go. Um, Ilhan Omar is enraged. I think she's out of control, and quite frankly, she may be a national security risk, not to mention the others, but her specifically. I mean, she sounds completely unhinged, and notice that her rage, her rage and fury is directed at Israel. She doesn't feel bad that the Jewish babies were killed. She doesn't feel bad that innocent young women were raped and then slaughtered. She doesn't feel bad about that. She only feels bad that people in Gaza are being subjected to the war. And by the way, it was the same attitude that Ilhan Omar had in the aftermath of 9-11. Take a listen. Care was founded after 9-11. 
because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. You see what it's about? It's, it's all about the Muslims with these folks. It's all about their feelings. You, some people, yeah, some people, they did something on 9-11. And then all of us Muslims, we got targeted. Well, first of all, that's just a flat-out lie. The Muslims were not targeted. As a matter of fact, the Muslims were celebrating in the streets all over the world. They were celebrating the fact that Americans were slaughtered by the thousands on American soil. You didn't hear Ilhan Omar expressing any sympathy about that, did you? No, not at all. None whatsoever. All right, look, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, We're getting pretty darn close to having a brand new speaker. 182, 184 now. Our telephone number, 844-747-8868. Here's the question. What do you want the new Republican speaker to do? First thing, that you want this new Republican speaker to do. Give us a call, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starge Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us on the Todd Starge Radio program. So Mike Johnson is going to be the next Speaker of the House. He's at 206 votes. He needs 215 to win, and and that's going to happen. Looks like all of the moderates who have been standing in the way have finally decided to stand down, and this is going to be a good moment for America. I think the question now is the, you know, what he needs to do first. And uh, I believe the first order of business is to release those J6 tapes. Uh, that's something that can be done immediately. I mean, by the end of the business day, we should be able to have access to those tapes. And then it's it's a matter of getting the fiscal house in order. You've got a looming shutdown, and Johnson's going to have to stand his ground, and he's going to have to lead the Republican troops into battle. But I do find it quite interesting that one of the first things that Mike Johnson did, as a matter of fact, let's you know what? Let's go ahead and listen in here. Uh, as we um, as we get to the final votes, we're at two oh nine right now, and he needs two fifteen to win. Let's take a listen. Let's move on. Let's get it together, and let's work to get the policies that the American people want, and start reaching across the aisle. Though it is going to be a pretty ambitious job. We're going to listen in real quickly as we approach close to two fifteen. Jeffries, Williams of Georgia. Jeffries. Williams of New York. Johnson. Williams of Texas. Mike Johnson. Johnson. Wilson of Florida. Wilson of Florida. Jeffries. Wilson of South Carolina. Johnson. Whitman, Johnson, Womack. With the 217th pick in the race for speaker in the 3rd District of Arkansas, selects Mike Johnson. (laughs) 
And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Mike Johnson has officially secured the 215 votes he needs to be the next Speaker of the House. It is now just a matter of time before he wields the gavel. He is now uh, receiving a standing ovation. The breaking news, Congressman Mike Johnson, the Republican from Louisiana, appears to win the speakership, and our long national nightmare is over. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We're honored to have with us the president of the Family Research Council, the host of Washington Watch, and a good friend of Mike Johnson, our good buddy Tony Perkins. Hey, Tony, um, wow, uh, what's your reaction to this news? Well, I, I, I'm actually sorry. I'm a little late calling into your show because I've I've just been watching every vote. And uh, honestly, last night there was a breakthrough and the unity began to, to come together with the conference. And so I, I talked to Mike a couple of times this morning and he was very optimistic going down to the floor. And uh, I think he's going to have a very good message when he uh, takes the gavel a little bit later today. Tony, what was the what was the breaking point to get everybody on board the same page? Well, I think it was it was a number of things, um, and this is Mike is a close friend, and we've been kind of walking through this, sensing that th- th- there was um, a need for the type of leadership that that he provides, but he was just kind of waiting, um, you know, to be prompted. I think he's a man of deep faith, and he walks with the Lord. And there was uh, the timing was just right. All of the other options had been um, used and, and didn't work. And and I think they were down to what was going to happen next was they were going to extend the uh, powers to the speaker, the temporary speaker, Speaker Pro Tem. And, and 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 a lot of people don't like that. That's not a good idea. It's precedent setting. And a lot of concern. So I think after everything else had been exhausted, people realized we got to get on with the business. And Mike's a, a really good um, guy. In, in fact, as he works across the conference, a lot of friends, uh, as you've seen in this process, which has been fairly short for him, uh, everybody says he's well-liked. Uh, they didn't think he had, you know, that he, that, uh, he wouldn't emerge because he's not, he doesn't appear to be the strong leader. But uh, he, he, he's got uh, a depth of character and leadership that I think is needed in this hour. Right now, by the way, the vote totals 220 votes for Mike Johnson, 208 for Jeffries, and uh, zero for others. So this is just a matter of moments now before um, we hear from uh, Congressman, now soon to be Speaker. Johnson, you you mentioned his leadership style, Tony. What is what does that leadership style look like? A lot of people don't know Mike Johnson. Yeah, he. Well, I mean, I've I've known Mike since law school. He's uh, he is a servant leader, and he for about twenty years he was a litigator working on religious liberty cases. He's worked for Alliance Defending Freedom, First Liberty. Um, he's argued successfully in federal court a number of uh, major cases, and 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 he's he's a uh, he's not loud, he's uh, but he is a he's brilliant, great mind. Um, he's just but he's a nice guy, and 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 he is what I would call as as Christians how we operate is that it's ministry first. And so he cares about people. And so he's built relationships with members of Congress over the four terms he's been in there just by caring about them, talking to them, 
hearing uh, on both sides of the aisle. And so I actually think, Todd, we could, I mean, I don't think it's going to be huge, but I actually think that you're going to see some unity, not just within the Republican ranks, but I think you may see an element of that spread throughout the entire House. Not, not compromising principle or truth, but just in the tactics and the style. Tony Perkins uh, is with us, uh, president of the Family Research Council. The breaking news of the hour, Congressman Mike Johnson, elected Speaker of the House. Newsmax making it official with their breaking news banner. Tony, what, what, there are a lot of big issues facing uh, the Congress, facing the nation. Uh, what do you think is going to be first on his agenda? Well, first is is going to be dealing with the fiscal issues because the continuing resolution expires on November the 17th. There's already a recognition which has been dealt with in the conference that there's not sufficient time to get, they've got 23 days, there's not sufficient time to get the appropriations bills through. So I think you're going to see an immediate turn to uh, probably negotiating a spending bill that would carry into January. And then at the same time, they'll begin working on these appropriations bills that would take effect in in January. So I think that's number one. Um, that process will be going for a while. Simultaneously that to that will be the funding issues, emergency funding for Israel. Uh, there'll be some focus on Ukraine. It's yet to be seen how that's going to be nav- navigated and um, and so I think those would be the two things that are up first. Tony, I thought it was interesting last night um, that one of the first things the speaker, then speaker designate, did uh, was lead uh, the caucus in in prayer. And, and were you surprised to see that? No, he and I have discussed that. Um, that that's a part of bringing the 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 caucus together you know there's there's a lot of talk about prayer but it's when you actually do it and and that's reflective of who mike is Mm. and you know it's interesting um he of course you're a baptist he's a baptist i'm a baptist it's kind of exciting to see you know a person of like faith uh and denomination uh leading the country there in in the house chamber It, it, it is um but you know, like you and I both, uh, we we travel in many different streams, and so he is uh, he has not limited himself within the Baptist uh, Church. He he um, works with he cares about religious freedom for all people, and is able to uh, cross those denominational lines, and he's shown that repeatedly. All right. Well, it's uh, certainly going to be an exciting day, uh, not just in the Johnson household. I have to imagine across the state of Louisiana as as well. Uh, Tony, we've got about uh, 30, 30 seconds here. Uh, what encouragement did, did you give Congressman Johnson as he's about to, to take on this big new role? Well, not to do it man's way, but to do it God's way. And and he has uh, pursued that in this process. He He did not do the the, the, the typical pol- politics to position himself for this. He waited, and he responded, and I think he's going to lead in the same way. All right, good stuff. Well, Tony, uh, we really appreciate your great insight, and uh, this is going to be an exciting day for the country, and uh, let's see let's see what happens next. All right, Todd Starnes, always great to be with you. All right, Tony Perkins, everybody, president of the Family Research Council, host of the great radio program Washington Watch, and a very good friend 
of the new Speaker of the House, Congressman Mike Johnson, elected, and uh, you heard it as it happened right here on this program. Uh, We are hoping to hear from the uh, Speaker very soon. Uh, He'll be uh, taking the uh, rostrum, and we'll be be hearing from him. Also, uh, President Biden expected to hold a press conference uh, regarding uh, what's happening in Israel. We're going to be bringing you up to speed on that as well. So a lot of big stories happening today, and we're going to keep you updated on all of that. Our telephone number, 844-747-8868. You heard Tony Perkins. What do you think about our new speaker? That's 844-747-8868. We've got a story up at toddstarns.com. Be sure to check that out, giving some background, some bio on uh, the new Speaker of the House, Congressman Mike Johnson. All right, hang tight, everybody. We've got another full hour of great conversation coming your way. This is The Todd Stern Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. So happy to have you with us today. Wow, we have got so much going on. Congressman Mike Johnson, now a Speaker of the House, and there will be a lot of pomp and pageantry as uh, as they select uh, the the lawmakers that will uh, escort him uh, to uh, his new position. Uh, that'll be happening momentarily. Of course, Newsmax is providing wall to wall coverage of that. Also, uh, we've got a, um, a a developing story in the Rose Garden where President. Biden has been making remarks as well. I wanted to uh, go to our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, We have a great friend of this program. She is an incredible journalist. She is also uh, an alum of of George Washington University uh, in our nation's capital. And last night, something pretty horrific happened when students projected pro-terrorism messages on campus buildings. Robin Poffman joins us now on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Robin, good to have you with us today. I am so angry, Todd. You know, I've been on your show for years, and I've never been angrier than I am today about this situation at my alma mater, uh, GWU, the Z. George Washington University, and what went down there. And um, I can't believe you remember that I went there back in the day. Robin, I'm I know everything. It's uh, I am <laughs> look, I'm like a library of Robin Poffman, you know, trivia. You know, and speaking of libraries, um where these uh pro Hamas, pro Palestinian messages were broadcast is the main library on campus known as the Gelman Library, named after Estelle and Melvin Gelman. Uh If you go by the names, clearly they were Jews. The current president of George Washington University is a Jewish woman, Ellen Granberg. 30% of the freshman class at GWU is Jewish. It is the fourth 
uh, highest uh, school, private university in the United States with Jews on campus. And uh, people, like some of the alum, that just one that comes to mind, you know, Larry King went to GWU. And there's a huge Hillel there, um, you know, a, a place where Jews can go and pray and eat. And it's really scary that after all of that said and all those line items and having been to that school in, uh, when was I there, from 1984 to 1988, um, that this is not only going on, but it's allowed to go on and it's nauseating. And you know what, Todd, I've told you privately over the years that my master's degree is from NYU, where there's even a higher Jewish population. And these schools... Prior to this whole situation and, and the Hamas terrorist attack on the Israelis on, on the 7th of October, prior to all that, they would call me up and ask me for money. But because of the left-wing agenda in the journalism and the poli-sci political science department, I, I would, like, entertain these people, on like, listen to them, you know, asking me to contribute as an alumni. And the answer was always a big N-O. And I, was, I would always say, no, I'm not giving you money because of all the liberal indoctrination. I've been saying this for the last 20 years. And now I'm actually happy that this situation has been exposed and that the average, you know, schmo on the street understands what I've been seeing for at least the last two to three decades. Robin, and we've we've seen this not just at George Washington, but also at um, at Ivy League schools, Harvard, UPenn, and UPenn got hit really hard with all the billionaires saying, "You know what? We're not going to be funding this nonsense. Uh, not going to happen." And I love what Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is doing. Uh, he's putting out orders, and uh, there are a couple of student groups down in Florida that are actually giving aid to Hamas. And that's a violation of state law. He's shutting them down. And good for him. And, you know, it's been very hard for me to be heard all these years. I think a lot of people, when I would complain about this, you being a friend and, and a coworker, and the exception to the rule, because you're deep in the weeds like I am. But I would tell this to people, and they would look at me like I'm the crazy one. But now I'm really happy that, you know, we're shining the light bright on this situation. And I was excited to hear that people like the Estee Lauder family at Ron Lauder and, and, and his group of, you know, Jewish donation money to Penn and some of the other uh, people that have been funding this nonsense, they have finally, a lot of these liberal Jews are finally going to wake up. And uh, it, it's, it's taking something so horrendous to wake them up, but I'm, I'm sure glad that it's happening. I don't know what the move forward is. If you have a, a president of a university, let alone a Jewish woman who's the president of George Washington University, and she's sitting there doing nothing about it, you're not going to get a penny out of me. It's Robin, it's, it's insane. When you see the level of anti-Semitism, in the streets of American cities, were you surprised by by what what's been happening across the country? No, absolutely not, because this indoctrination has been very, very subtle over the years. And I used to be a reporter for the GW Hatchet, which was the newspaper. That was like my first journalism job. And liberal bias existed back then in the 80s. And I wasn't really onto it in the way that I am today, but 
you know, CNN has an affiliation with um, the George Washington University and their current incarnation of their journalism program. And the guy running it, it was formerly from CNN. And I went to a, an alumni journalism event within the last, I don't know, five or six years or such uh, in that timetable time within the last 10 years. And who is one of the alumni there? The guy from MSNBC with, with the beard. What, what's his name again? That, that real liberal guy. Well, they're all liberal. Meet the depressed. Oh, yeah. Is that the Chuck Todd guy? Chuck, yeah. Little Chuck Chucky Todd. Todd is an alumni. Oh, jeez. Chuck Todd, was, well, he was the keynote at this thing, and, I'm, and I had to listen to all the left-wing bias at an alumni event led by the chairman of the department there, who's a former CNNer himself. And then you've got Dana Bash. She went to GW. She's at CNN. She's a left-wing kook. I mean, so the list is extremely long. And, and this is a university that keeps churning these people out, indoctrination from day one, just like on the other side that these uh, Palestinians and the Hamas is indoctrinating them to uh, hate Jews. They do math in Gaza. Oh, there's 10 Jews and you kill six Jews. How many Jews are left? Oh, four Jews. So it, it's that level of indoctrination of that thickness these people are indoctrinated from from the earliest years where they can think and do math. And this, sadly, is the predicted result, the inevitable result. Robin Poffman is on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now and uh, talking about the anti-Semitism that has really infested so many of our university campuses. In the meantime... Uh, Robin, you have a situation over in Israel where the reporting is that the Biden administration has been pressuring Israel not to advance with the ground game. I say, unleash Israel. Who are we to tell them what to do? They have every right to protect their people. You know, I was listening last night um, to uh, a gentleman by the name, you might know this name, he's been on Fox a lot, Aaron Cohen, who used to be very high up in the IDF. This is someone who trains um, some of our high-level SWAT and commanders in the United States. He works now with the U.S. military, as I understand it, um, with high-level you know, tactics and such. And so I saw him interviewed on a couple of shows, and he didn't really want to get into the reasons. But I do think that they're... I agree with you that, you know, uh, unleash and, and do what do the business of the day, you know, and, and, and do what needs to be done to exterminate the problem. However, I do think, Todd, that there are things going on in terms of negotiations to get some of the hostages out in this what's being described as a spider web of tunnels underground. And I think that there's a reason why the Israeli military, the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces has has not gone in full blast. I don't think they, they give a hoot what Joe Biden says. That's just my opinion. All right. Well, Robin, we're going to leave it there. Again, appreciate uh, your great insight, as always, as we uh, juggle these breaking news stories. Uh, we are expecting uh, Speaker Johnson to be sworn in by Congressman Rogers uh, in just a little while, President Biden holding a press conference in the Rose Garden. It is a busy day. Robin, thank you so much.
You know when I'm donating, Todd? When you become a professor at GWU. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. <laughs> Have All a great right. day, my Th- friend. Thanks, Robin. Robin Poffman, everybody. Great journalist. And good for her. Pulling those donations. That's what is going to send a message to these, uh, these Jew-hating universities. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stern's radio program. Happy to have you with us. We were expecting Congressman Ralph Norman uh, to be with us, but uh, he has had to cancel, and that's because of the developments up on Capitol Hill with the election of uh, Mike Johnson of Louisiana as the new Speaker of the House. Our telephone number is 844-747-8868. What is the first order of business? What is it that you want to see the new Speaker do uh, as he takes control of of the leadership. Give us a call and let us know. In the meantime, uh, just a reminder that we are raising some much-needed funding for our friends in the nation of Israel. Uh, this is um, a, a group effort. Uh, Dennis Prager, Charlie Kirk, and Mike Huckabee and myself, we are raising money for the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. And you can become a part of that. You can donate $5.00. or $5,000, every single penny that you give will go to this emergency relief fund helping the people of the nation of Israel, and uh, they could certainly use your help. So you can do that by going to ToddSterns.com and clicking on the banner at the top of the page. You know, we were talking to Robin Poppin just a few moments ago about what's happening um, uh, on these university campuses. KJP was asked about this. Uh, yesterday at the press briefing, cut number six. Does the president view anti-Israel protests and sentiment on college campuses as anti-Semitism? So look, I'm not going to get into what's happening across the country at different universities. not going to get into the specifics. As the admiral said, the First Amendment right, right? That's what something, a peaceful protest is really... Uh, part of part of our democracy, being able for folks to to uh, to be able to express their feelings. I'm not going to get into any uh, uh, you know specifics on that. The president has been very clear in wanting to make sure that uh, Jewish Americans, wanting to make sure that Arab Americans, Muslims are protected here. That is what he believes in. That we they have the right uh, to live their lives and to feel protection and to feel like they're able to be part of a community. The president has been very, very clear on denouncing any type of violence. And so uh, as it relates to peaceful protesting, people have the right to do that. Uh, but we're just not going to get into blow by blows of what's going on across the country. The president has been very clear. All right. There you go. All right. Let's let's go back to the floor of the House of Representatives. We understand Congressman Mike Johnson, now Speaker Johnson, taking control of the gavel. Let's listen in. Thank uh, Leader Jeffries. Uh, I do look forward to working with you on behalf of the American people. I know we see things from very different points of view, but I know that in your heart you love and care about this country and you want to do what's right. And so we're going to find common ground there. All right. I want to express my great thanks 
for our Speaker Emeritus, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin has dedicated over two decades of his life to selfless public service, 16 of those years in this House. And you would be hard-pressed to find anybody who loves this institution more or has contributed more to it. He is the reason we're in this majority today. His impact can never be overstated, and I, I want to thank him for his leadership, his friendship, and the, the selfless sacrifice that you and Judy have made for so many years. You, you helped build it, Kevin, and we owe you a great debt of gratitude. I want to thank the dedicated and overworked staff of this beleaguered house. They accept praise so stoically. But, but Miss, Miss Susan Cole, our house reading clerk, and yes, yes. Listen, all the clerks and all the staff, you know they're terribly overworked. This has been a grueling process, but they have served an integral role in keeping our republic, and we thank them for that service. I know we all do. I want to thank my dedicated wife of almost 25 years, Kelly. She's not here. We couldn't get a flight in time. This happened sort of suddenly. <laughs> but, but we're going to celebrate uh, soon. She spent the last uh, couple of weeks on her knees in prayer to the Lord, and um, she's a little worn out. We all are. I want to thank our children, Michael and Hannah and Abby and Jack and Will. All of our children sacrifice. All of them do, and we know that. And um, there's not a lot of perks to being a, a member of Congress's kid, right? And so I want to thank all of your families as well for what they endure and what they've had to endure for the last few weeks. We've been here a while. Uh, yeah. I, I want to thank my faithful mother, Jeannie Johnson who bore me at the age of 17, and uh, my brothers Chris and Josh and my sister Laura and all their families and all of our extended family in Louisiana, family's a big deal, and we got a bunch of them. Uh, I especially want to thank all the extraordinary people of the great state of Louisiana. We have never had a Speaker of the House hail from our state, and so they've been lifting us up. Uh, I, I thank the, the people of Louisiana for the opportunity to serve you in Congress, and I am humbled by your continuous support. We will make you proud. To my colleagues, I, I want to thank you all for the trust that you have instilled in me. All right, folks, so we've got to take a, a quick break here, but we will monitor the new speaker uh, as he continues to address uh, his first address as Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. First time since John Boehner, by the way, that he got every vote from the Republicans present. That's uh, saying something. 844 747 8868. That is our number. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show.
good. G.K. Chesterton was the famous British philosopher and statesman, and he said one time, America is the only nation in the world that is founded upon a creed. And he said it's listed with almost theological lucidity in the Declaration of Independence. What is our creed? We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, not born equal, created equal. All right, welcome back to the Todd Sarns Radio Show. You are now listening to the voice of our brand-new speaker, Mike Johnson. What a great American patriot he is, quoting G.K. Chesterton. Never thought I'd hear that from the the podium. But Mike Johnson is a man of deep and abiding uh, faith in our Lord, and uh, he is going to lead... Um, lead this great nation and this great Congress. Very excited about that. want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We are honored to have a good friend of this show, uh, just a great patriot. Joel Rosenberg is the founder and editor-in-chief for All Israel News. Uh, he is the host of the Rosenberg Report, and he is boots on the ground right now in Israel. Joel, I hope you're doing well today. Thank you, Todd. It's great to be with you from Jerusalem. I'm glad uh, the House of Representatives is getting its uh, act together because we need America standing with Israel right this minute. Joel, I I, I think, you know, you, you talk about for such a time as this, uh, I think this is a miracle that this man, after all this chaos, this is the man that, that God wanted to be Speaker of the House for this specific moment I think there's something ordained about all of this. Well, I have to uh, confess uh, that my focus has been uh, uh, dodging rockets and covering uh, what's becoming an apocalyptic war here. So I'm going to have to do uh, do some homework overnight on our new speaker in the United States. But look, uh, I'm glad that they've come together and found a way forward. Uh, We need bipartisan, strong, never stronger American support. We are facing an existential threat here in Israel. People are talking in apocalyptic terms. And and the latest story from the Wall Street Journal is that President Biden is telling Israel to hold off. That is not helpful at this moment, unless, unless this is a head fake, Todd, unless the reason Biden and Netanyahu are leaking a story that Biden's sort of tying our hands at the moment is because we're really in Israel about to hit Iran and Hezbollah in Lebanon harder than any military has ever hit before. That's what's needed, uh, or we're going to be wiped out as a people. I don't believe biblically, prophetically, that's gonna, that we're going to be wiped out, but I'm telling you, I hope this is a head fake and not a, a new Biden disaster. Yeah, I, I'm with you on this, Joel, and it, I heard the same reporting, very alarming um, we need to we need to be there and stand alongside our our cherished ally and and let them do what they need to do here. And do you believe that is going to happen? Do you believe we are going to see that ground uh, invasion into Gaza? Well, I, this is this is a key element, uh, Todd. That I don't think that what's critical right now is the ground invasion in uh, the north of Gaza. We have to do it. Don't don't get me wrong. We have to do it. But the bigger threat, actually, to Israel right now is the fact that all of this is being directed by Iran, the leadership, not by Hamas. So we're dealing with a symptom. It's a barbaric, savage, genocidal symptom, to be sure. But if we don't actually cut off the head of the snake and, and, and eliminate all the nuclear 
sites and the missile sites and even go after assassinating the supreme leader of Iran and destroy the defense ministry in Tehran, etc., then, then what's the point? Iran is at 84% enrichment of uranium. You only have to get to 90% to have fully operational nuclear weapons. So imagine if what Hamas had done on, on October 7th, what if Iran was covering them, protecting them with full-blown nuclear weapons? So, so we cannot just focus just to our south. It's, it's a classic Iranian diversion to keep us from actually hitting them. I think we have to hit them. Everybody I talk to in Israel thinks we have to hit Iran, but that means we're in a big war. You think this is big now? No. This thing is about to get huge, and we, we need America with us because it's not just a threat to us. Iran is building long-range intercontinental ballistic missiles with North Korean technology to destroy you. So we're in this together. No, I think we are in this together. And uh, one of the things that's been really troubling for me, and I guess eye-opening, maybe, I don't know, maybe I was naive, Joel, but to see the the level of anti-Semitism that has infected so many of our university uh, and public education campuses here in America, it's shocking to me. Well, I wish it was shocking to me, but I think we're at a moment in history where we're separating the sheep from the goats. We're really starting to see who, who has a biblical Judeo-Christian um, culture and, and theology and philosophy and mindset, and who have completely gone over the dark side. This, this moment, it's, it, it, it's not just this moment, but this moment is, is bringing it into full relief. And it's, ast- you know, it is astonishing, but it's not surprising. I'm a Jew. Yes, I'm an evangelical. I'm a follower of Jesus. But I know my Jewish history. People have been trying to wipe my team out, uh, you know, going back to Haman and uh, during the, the Persian Empire, uh, obviously the pharaohs in Egypt, um, Hitler in, um, in Germany, uh, Stalin in Russia, uh, and, and the Iranian uh, uh, supreme leader today. I mean, it literally is the same story for 4,000 years. But we ha- but we didn't have an we didn't have an army and an air force and a, and a, and missiles and even nuclear weapons like we do today. So this is our test. This is our test, and it's a test of America, and Americans who think that progressive education and all kinds of stuff is fine and what's harm. I mean, it's okay. No, no. Like you're <laughs> you saw it in the riots. You saw it with the George Floyd situation. You've seen it in the elections. You, you're seeing America start to unravel because progressive left-wing, anti-biblical, anti-Judeo-Christian thinking and teaching has consequences. And the, the, the wicked seeds are starting to bear wicked fruit, and it's, it's the most dangerous moment on the planet since the Holocaust. Joel, what is it that Americans need to know that maybe they're not seeing in, in the local news uh, they're, they're not reading it uh, on, on digital platforms. What do you want the American people to know? Well, fortunately, we, you know, we are providing the news coverage at, at All Israel News that you mentioned, allisrael.com, that, you're not, that most people are not getting. And I'm grateful to you to be able to share some of what we're seeing. What you have to understand is, um, look, I think President Biden is bipolar when it comes to the Middle East. On the one hand, he has tried all through the Obama-Biden administration to give hundreds of billions of dollars to the Iranians to, to, to bribe them into being nice people. 
I mean the leadership. I'm not talking about the people. Obviously, uh, the, the people of Iran need to be liberated from the regime. But, and even up to the last two and a half years, Biden has been doing the exact same thing. And this is just, uh, this is just classic, classically being blind to the, the nature and threat of evil, because then you are blindsided by it. But at the same time, Biden actually does love Israel, and he just doesn't understand how to, how to synthesize the two. Like he, he genuinely is outraged by what has happened here. He's the only American president that's ever come to visit us during a war, and he's already sent something like 50 massive planes filled with weapons and, and, and spare parts and so forth. This, so he's bipolar. He's schizophrenic. What we want is the, uh, the pro-Israel which is pro-American side to win, and that he needs to abandon any hope that Iran's leadership is salvageable and, and join us in, in helping us defeat this enemy. Don't be FDR and leave Churchill alone when the Nazis are attacking. You, you, you can't wait until America has another Pearl Harbor, okay? America has to be with us here in Israel against Iran, against its proxy forces. Three of these forces that are proxy, terror proxy forces for Iran are already attacking us in real time. Hezbollah in the north, I was just, just up on that border reporting for all Israel news and my primetime TBN show, which will air tomorrow night at 9 on TBN, the Rosenberg Report, and showing what's going on on that border. It is not good. In the south, of course, Hamas is funded, armed, and directed by Iran. But now also, Todd, the Houthi terrorists in Yemen started firing five cruise missiles at us. The U.S. Navy in the Red Sea took down four, but the Saudis took out the fifth, the first time the Saudi military has ever defended Israel in history. So, but that's, that's, a, that's three Iranian terror proxies who have attacked us in the last 18 days. So the war is with Iran. And, and people have to choose sides, and it's going to be a huge test for the Congress as well as the president. And we're going to find out in the next uh, few hours or days where people stand. Well, uh, the president uh, holding a press conference just a few moments ago in the Rose Garden, and uh, he said, according to the reporting of Newsmax, uh, there will not be a ceasefire until all the hostages are, are released. Um, that um, that seems to be one of the headlines coming out of that um, that that press gathering, Joel. So, I'm, so that's a positive. You know, yeah. Look, yeah. Go ahead. I, I look. You know, my, I mean, look. I I have my own partisan views. Okay, but at the moment, uh, when I when you're an Israeli, you have to have a bipartisan view. You have to hope for the best out of the Democrats, and you have to give a B twelve shot to the to the Republicans. Republicans generally are very pro Israel. Uh, but, of course, they're feeling very isolationist of late. So uh, they want to stand with Israel, but uh, they, they need to be bolstered that this is, not about, this is not just about Israel. I mean, of course it's about Israel, but it's about whether America will allow the worst terror force on the planet, the Iranian regime, to keep killing us. They started 40, 40 years ago this week, the Iranian told the Hezbollah terror organization in Lebanon to blow up the Marine barracks in Beirut, right? And they, they haven't paid a price since. Now, I'm not looking for a war with Iran, but now that our people have been butchered, their heads have been cut off, 
Jews were burned alive. Children were shot to death in front of their mothers and fathers. The fathers and mothers were, were axed to death in front of their children. And then all the hostages also, this is demonic. This is satanic. And it would be like watching this happen to some other ally pre-9-11 and thinking, well, you know, that's, that's sad, but that's really, that's not really America's issue. <laughs> Israel is the little Satan in the end times theology of the Iranian regime. We're only the little Satan. The United States is the great Satan. And if you cut us loose and you don't stand with us, they're coming after America. And, and, and what we have to do is fight them and win them beat them now, now, yeah. while we have the upper hand. All right, Joel, we've got to leave it there. We are super late for a break. But again, folks, we have links to all of Joel's websites, uh, including, and you got to watch, uh, check out All Israel News, and you've got to watch TBN for the Rosenberg Report. Fantastic journalism and reporting coming from, from you, Joel, uh, there uh, in Israel. And uh, certainly know that our audience and America is, is praying for you and for the nation of Israel. Thank you, Todd. Bless you. I'm so grateful. All right. Uh, Joel Rosenberg, everybody. JoelRosenberg.com. I was just reading one of his books last night, uh, just an incredible author. And, of course, the late, great Rush Limbaugh, L. Rushbo, um, was the one who uh, introduced me to uh, to Joel's great great, uh, writing uh, back in the day. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going right to the phones, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. I want to congratulate Mike Johnson. He will be a great speaker of the House, and we were very happy to help. I've known him for a long time. He's a tremendous leader, a tremendous man. comes from a wonderful place, Louisiana. He is going to be... He's going to make us all proud. So at this time yesterday, nobody was thinking of Mike. And then we put out the word, and now he's the Speaker of the House. So I want to just uh, thank all of the supporters that I have, and I want to thank all of the supporters that Mike has. And again, he'll be a great speaker. I think you're going to be very proud of him. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. All right, uh, that was President Trump just a few moments ago reacting to the news that Mike Johnson from Louisiana has been elected Speaker of the House. You know, when you think about this for just a moment, uh, folks, uh, we're talking about a guy from Louisiana. So he knows a thing or two about taking care of the critters in the swamp. So this could be very providential. So we'll have to wait and see how all that plays out. Uh, let's go to the phones right now, though, 844-747-8868. Diane is calling us from Maine today. Hi, Diane. What's on your mind? Hi, Todd. This is your American lady calling. I am so happy today. We have a new sheriff in town, <laughs> Mr. Johnson, and I am tickled to death for MAGA and for the grassroots. How do you feel, Todd? Diane, <laughs> I, I feel fantastic. And I, I, I've known Mike for, gosh, about 15 years, and he's the real deal. He is a rock-solid conservative. He is He's also a, a really nice guy. And, you know, you heard Tony Perkins talking about that earlier in the program. Uh, this is a man who uh, is not out there throwing grenades. He's a man that's out there standing firm in his beliefs, and everything he does – 
uh, he does with prayer. So I don't see how we could possibly go wrong. I, I don't think so either, Todd. I hope he goes to the appropriations committee that handles the money. I hope he really takes a good look about how much money that we are sending to Ukraine. If they can account for the money that we have already sent them. Plus, I'm all in for Israel. I want as much sent to them as possible. I listened to Mike Rosenberg. What a great guy he is. And I'll tell you, uh, Todd, he scared the living bejesus out of me talking about Iran because we are next. And the American people have to realize that. We have to stand with Israel, uh, lifelong allies. There isn't enough that we can do, what we can say for these people and what they've been through. Yeah, Diane, I look, I, I think you're right, and, and that was pretty sobering to hear him uh, say what he had to say about Iran. And ultimately, I think we all know that Iran is behind all of this. Uh, the concern is, all right, do we have the capability to go to go against Iran and Ukraine with Russia and also with whatever is happening in, in China? That's going to be the big conversation in the coming days. Uh, it was good to hear Rosenberg say, though, that he does believe that President Biden is a friend of, of Israel. So we'll see how all that plays out. We've got we've got some time. Uh, Diane, appreciate that call, and thank you for listening. Uh, folks, we're going to continue the conversation online over at toddstarns.com. We've got a lot going on there, um, a lot of original stories and content that's going up. And, of course, you're also going to be able to download um, our podcast. By the way, all three hours of the podcast are now available at toddstarns.com, commercial-free. Go in and enjoy and listen to it. You miss an interview, you want to go back and listen to the Joel Rosenberg interview, you can do that. It won't cost you a single penny. And also, as another great resource, especially as social media platforms start to crack down on conservatives again, there's really not much we can do on social media. But one of the things we can do is provide you our free newsletter. All right, folks, we got to scoot out of here. It has been a great day. We'll do it all over again tomorrow. You be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.